So hi, welcome to Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... Addison Grace. And we're asking some questions today about their upcoming EP, Things That Are Bad For Me. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? I feel really good about it. I don't think people expected me to release a second EP so soon. Um, the biggest EP, like response to it has just been like, how are you making so much music so fast? And I thought it was kind of funny because I almost thought I wasn't releasing fast enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh I'm I'm glad you put out a second EP because mm -hmm. this style of music is typically not something that I gravitate towards, but you are one of my favorite people in this kind of like scene, like this like slower like singer-songwriter kind of scene. And mm -hmm. I think you're killing it. And I wanted to chat with you for your first EP, but it just didn't come to fruition. So I'm glad you're here right now. And we're doing this right now. You don't, yeah, you didn't you even so know much. this, Gloria. I didn't even know that. That's insane. Yeah. That means so much to me. Thank you. That's such a big compliment. Of course. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a little, I'm taken aback by that. That's amazing. Okay. Um, so is there any meaning behind the uh, EP title or cover art? Yeah, um, I sort of wanted it to be the inverse of the first EP I released in Maturing. Um, I went to the same artist who goes by Snake Lung, and she just does amazing work. And we wanted it to kind of be like a sort of darker theme because I felt like my first EP was very much like getting out of childhood and growing up and just kind of like sort of becoming an adult. And I feel like the second EP is more so like being that young adult and kind of being like in a oh like oh no like this is happening i'm i'm experiencing adulthood and i for a second i couldn't see a common theme between all the songs that i was writing but then i realized it was a lot of like those second emotions that you don't like feeling like frustration or jealousy or wanting to be with somebody but also hating them you know and so I ended up calling it things that are bad for me to kind of just like reflect that it's kind of like that first moment of adulthood where you feel like everything's going wrong and you don't know how to be an adult, but now you can't call yourself a kid anymore because you're too grown up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for the CP? Yeah. Um, usually I will just sit down and um, whatever strong emotion I'm feeling, that's what I'm writing about. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've always called songwriting my sort of journal. I, I hate journaling. And so I, I use songwriting as my journaling. Yeah. So each song is very much like what I've experienced within like the last six months of my life or the last year of my life. And I did have some amazing co-writing sessions in Nashville and in LA. And it was sort of chaotic with how much I had been touring and planning shows or anything like that. And um, it was sort of by the time that we had released and maturing, I had nearly written all the songs that were going to be on this EP. And so I feel like they're just kind of like related in a way, like they're sort of like brothers or something like that, mm -hmm. but just kind of like different sides of the same coin. Okay, makes sense. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so I want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this EP and the meaning behind it. Ooh, I, oh, that's hard. Okay, um, let me think. I think my favorite one might be... Oh, I'm like stuck between two. Oh, you can goodness. give us both. That's fine. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, let's see. There's, I, this one isn't really like a lyric. It's more like a lyrical thing that I did. 
Mm -hmm. um, in the last song that you'll see on the EP called If Nobody Likes You, I wanted it to tell three different stories at the same time. And so if you listen in the choruses, when it first gets to the chorus, it says, if, if nobody likes you, I still do. And it's supposed to be kind of like that. Um, even if everybody in the world hates you, there's still me that likes you. Mm -hmm. um, and then it turns into, if nobody likes me, you still do. And it's kind of like that comeback where it's like, I was there for you and now you're here for me moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And at the end, I wanted it to kind of be a self-reflection thing. And so it turns into, if nobody likes me, I still do. Mm -hmm. And I really like it. I kind of like told that story and you'll hear at the end of the song that my mom actually features on the song. Oh, nice. And Aww. she leaves like this little message at the end of the song. And I, whenever I describe the song, I kind of say that it's supposed to be like, a message to my audience, to myself, and to my younger self. And so that's kind of like the three stories I was trying to portray. And so even though it seems like a very simple lyric, I like that it sort of changes throughout the song so that it always has a different meaning when you get to it. Mm -hmm. Okay, nice. So that's probably my favorite. Okay. Yeah, that's good. All right. And what was the other one that you were debating on giving us? Oh, um, I, in the third song you'll hear on the EP, it's called... Um, everybody seems to love you and that one was just kind of a song that i think nobody really expected me to write mm -hmm. um just because it's very much like i i kind of have like this softer persona and i'm not very much like a in your face type of person mm -hmm. and when i was performing this on my on my headliner it was like i would always sort of get giggles from people not expecting me to say that lyric yeah. and it was basically just like um um feeling sick from your infection want to mess you up and make you drop dead or maybe we should just hook up instead oh wow wow and yeah. I, <laughs> I think everybody was very caught off guard by that lyric mm -hmm. um but the entire song is kind of like um, being really interested in someone but not understanding if you hate them if you like them or if you want to be with them or be them you know yeah and so it's kind of like that complex emotion and I always thought it was really funny that I would get like little giggles from like all the 15 year olds in the crowd like what is Addison talking about <laughs> what even is hooking up <laughs> honestly I was like you guys shouldn't know about this yeah. but like your parents will think it's cool yeah, yeah. um so where was your headspace at while you were writing the CP um, I was actually not in the greatest headspace. Um, I recently, I ended up going back to therapy and rediscovering that part of myself. Um, I think I have sort of been coming to a lot of self-realizations and finding myself as an artist. Um, it was definitely a lot of like, kind of coping with turning into what used to be this very feminine persona online to this very like androgynous masculine persona online. And I think it was whiplash for a lot of people and for me just because like nobody really expected it. Like I didn't expect it. Um, but I think the comfort of being able to like have my dream job and being able to have a safe space and good management and good people around me allowed me to sort of finally self-discover and not be this kind of people pleaser that I had always been my entire life. Mm. And so I was learning a lot of new emotions about myself. And so while I don't think that all the songs on the EP are like super sad or super emo or just really depressing, mm -hmm. I think that they kind of go through like all the emotions of like denial almost. 
or like grief or something like that. And it's kind of like, there's like a song that's angry. There's a song that's jealous. There's a song that's happy and accepting myself, you know? And so it's kind of like all these stages of just like coming ter- to terms with yourself, just like as a person, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I was experiencing that entire time while writing it. Wow. Uh, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this EP for the first time? Should they play it in the car with friends, start with headphones on? Should they blast at a party, work out to it? What do you personally recommend? I am always a fan of telling people to always listen to head with headphones first and listen by themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, my kind of like advice is you never know how a song or an EP or an album is going to affect you. Mm-hmm. It could be a pop sensation, but you could still cry to it, you know? Yeah. And so I always think that when you first listen to a song or when you first listen to an album, it should be with yourself, with headphones. And so you can kind of hear everything that the artist wanted you to hear. And then once you know, like, oh, that's what the song was and this is what it's meaning to me, then you can kind of decide where to play that song and how you're going to use it. Um, And that's what I always do. And I always make my friends whenever they're listening to like my mixes and masters. I'm like, if you don't listen with headphones, like I'm going to be so mad at you. And, and so I always think that's like the best way to first experience an album or a song. So we didn't get the full EP. We got 60% of it, three yes. out of the five tracks. And mm-hmm. I unfortunately did not listen to it in headphones, but I will now take this into consideration oh. and do it. Glory, you know, I don't listen to anything in headphones. Oh, yeah, you listen to it on your speakerphone, don't you? <laughs> listen, dude, it was like 1230 in the morning i'm getting wow. ready for bed i threw on the the sample of the ep we had i listened to it on my phone speakers sue me Boo. <laughs> that's like the true test of an ep if it holds up if it holds up over the phone then like you know it's you good <laughs> yeah. yeah um so this question should be super super quick off the top of your head i want you to describe this ep for new listeners in three words no more no less uh jealousy adulthood um nostalgia nice oh <laughs> so is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this ep to invoke in your listeners i i sort of just want them to feel heard in any way you know i think once you put out any work of art you're kind of sacrificing it to your audience mm-hmm. um i think you can always tell them like oh i meant it to mean this or i mean it to mean that but at the end of the day you know it's they're going to choose what it means to them and what I wrote about. Um, they're going to mishear a lyric and hear something else and it's going to mean something else to them, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's how I always feel with it. I feel like it's almost like not my place sometimes to tell them how to feel about it or what I want them to feel. Like mm-hmm. even with um, the first release, Pretty Girl, like it's obviously about like my trans experience and loving somebody who isn't attracted to men, but like, loved me when I identified as a woman and that's what that entire song is about but there could also be like a teen girl out there that just feels like people only ever see her as pretty and no one will ever love who she is as a person and it's not Mm -hmm. my place to tell her that she can't feel to it that way or that she's supposed to realize it's a trans song Mm -hmm. um at the end of the day I think everyone should just take it how they want to and like if they want a nudge i'll give them a nudge if they don't understand what the song means but i want them to tell me what it means you know fair enough yeah yeah that makes sense um so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating the cp Ooh, um i think my favorite memory was trying to get (laughs) 
my mom to record her part of the song. Um, I just had her record it like on my iPhone, but I wanted to get like a few takes of her talking and I wanted it to seem really authentic, you know, and it was so funny because she was so excited about it and was like, I'm going to be on, I'm going to be on an official song. And Aww, like, yeah. was like telling my sister and like telling my, like my stepdad and everything was like, I'm going to be so cool. <laughs> and it was just so pure and innocent. But then like during the recording process, I kept being like, okay, mom, like you have to not smack your lips so much. Okay. Like you have to go from a distance. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like do it with this emotion. Like, you know, what happens when you're recording with a producer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the entire time she was just like, Addison, this is, this is a lot of information. Like, I, I don't know. And I was like, mom, this is like what you I do for a this, living. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm like, do you realize like, this is, this is my job. And she was just like, wow, like, this is a lot. Like, I don't know how you do this. Yeah. And when it came together, I finally showed her and she like, it was so funny because she listened to it like at the same volume. And then at the very end, when like her part came up, she like turned up the song and was <laughs> like, course. wow, this is amazing. <laughs> this is like, the best part. Yeah, it was just like the most heartwarming, like, I love my mom moment, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so well, I, yeah. <laughs> now she finally knows what you're going through on a day to day exactly. basis. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was it was very much like a bonding moment and I was just like maybe you know like I'm cut out for this for a reason, you know. Yeah. yeah. But she she really loved it and had fun even though I was like being like a little producer to her. Yeah. Yeah. Um so obviously like we know you make music, you're an artist first, but when we have people on the podcast that like are really killing it on TikTok and Instagram and all this shit, I always like to ask kind of like you know how 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 do you balance all that shit, like being online and like also keeping yourself sane, you know? Um, I don't think I keep myself sane at all. <laughs> I think I'm probably like just a little bit crazy mm -hmm. all the time. Um, I think honestly, it it's always like the people around me. I have I live with my two best friends. Like one of them's from high school, the other one I've known for 17 years. We have like matching tattoos together. Oh. And like, they just kind of work, like, those typical jobs. One of them does streaming a little bit, you know? Um, but it's really funny because I'll just, like, wake up in the morning and I'll have made a bunch of content. And they're like, did you eat? Like, have you eaten? Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, uh-huh. And they're like, what have you eaten? I'm like, I had some Pringles. <laughs> like, And so it's very nice because it's like they almost keep me in check mm -hmm. and they know that I can get like so passionate about making something or producing something or just any creative part of my life. And so they always kind of have to like sit me down and be like, we're going to watch an anime and you're mm -hmm. going to rest mm -hmm. and you're going to be like, you're going to eat your dinner. And it's almost like they're raising like an adult child yeah. sometimes. Yeah. But um, like I'm grateful for them each time that they do that. Um, just because like it kind of like forces me to take a break it forces me to like not read all the comments it forces me to like remember that at the end of the day like i'm still this 21 year old living in utah that um has a private life and doesn't need to overshare everything and so i think they kind of keep me in line but at the same time they're really good about like encourage like encouraging me to do more at the same time yeah it's awesome that you kind of like you have that support system and then on top yes. of that I, I don't follow you super closely, but I follow you on Instagram and all that shit. And it seems like from kind of the energy that you give and the people that follow you, your community is very like, 
inclusive and chill and like you're not dealing with like a bunch of toxic shitheads like going at it every day mm-hmm. you know in your comment section which has got to be good for you yeah oh yeah i my biggest thing was like if i knew that if i was ever going to make it as an artist i always wanted my audience to be people that i would actually be friends with mm-hmm. yeah um because you know like i want it to be like a crowd that like a 15 year old addy was in that crowd i'd be like these people are so cool like oh, i yeah. they're so sweet and I still feel that way. Um, like they all have the same interests as me. They all kind of have the same like teenage experiences as me. And it's funny because there will even be like full grown adults that are like older than me could even like be my mom. <laughs> and they're just so excited, like holding their phone recording. And mm-hmm. there was this one moment where I just remember like looking in the crowd and there was like this big beefy bearded man that was like six two. <sighs> And he was like absolutely rocking to Sugar Rush. And I was like, this is the greatest moment of my life. Like the fact that you're here and that you feel safe and that everybody around you feels safe, you know? And it's it's always meant so much to me. Like obviously online, you're going to get some, some shitty people who are just not nice. And they're like, you're a girl and I don't like gay people. You know, like you're gonna get shitty people that say that anywhere. But my my kind of like saying is that I always want my concerts and my medias and all of that to be safe spaces so that teenagers and like queer kids and um, neurodivergent kids can kind of feel like there's always a place where they can be soft and they don't have to like harden themselves up all the time and kind of like take on this cruel world that we live in. Like I want them to believe that the world can still be soft and that's kind of like been my goal and i'm really proudest of that that i've kind of made that environment for them oh yeah that's awesome that's very sweet Mm -hmm. i love that a lot yeah Uh, so for this question i want you to picture you're on tour you're at a gas station for a rest stop you're going in what is your snack of choice i am getting a diet pepsi one of the like but not the bottled like you got to get the fountain one Okay. okay okay and um i'm usually getting like something that's both sweet and something that's salty i really like going for snickers and i either go for like cool ranch doritos or funyuns there you go cool ranch doritos that's yeah nice all right um so on the topic of food if your project was a dish what dish would it be and why Ooh. um Ooh, that's a good question (laughs) i haven't thought about that i i feel like maybe it would be like um it would be like uh what's what's the one candy where their catchphrase is like sour sweet gone the sour patch kids i think so yeah yeah yeah. i feel like it'd be a sour patch kid oh because i feel like it has some sweet sides but it's always got it's got that angst to it you Mm -hmm. know and then like like once you listen to it like it's just like that emotion existed and you can kind of like go through the process again if you want but Mm -hmm. i feel like it'd very much be a sour patch kid (laughs) hell yeah yeah that fits uh, so for these last couple questions, we're going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. Awesome. So we're actually going to go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Ooh, okay. I am a huge fan of sushi. Yes. So I would probably order just like a sushi buffet. And then I would either get, um, I, I really like soda mixer shops. They're really popular here in Utah. Um, and I would get like a Sprite that has vanilla cream and strawberry in it Um, just because it's like sweet enough but it has enough tang Mm -hmm. I think that would probably be it just like a sushi buffet 
and then just like a giant gallon of my favorite swig drink. <laughs> okay, nice. It's perfect. Um, so if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live? Ooh, um, I, oh God, where would I want to live? There's so many answers. I'd maybe want to live in Undertale. <laughs> nice. Ooh, okay. I, yeah. I really resonated with that game. And even though it's like, it's funny because it's not even like my most favorite game. Um, but I just feel like I loved all the character interactions and I love the idea of just like these little like monster guys and like this little like non-binary main character and like, yeah. you know, I just, I loved every aspect of it and I feel like I, I would fit right in as like a little, little, little guy, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has actually said it is the most important question. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite color? Ooh, okay. Um, I I used to be a yellow person for like <gasps> six years. What happened? But recently, something about sage green has like a chokehold on me. Okay, that's valid. That's and valid. like I've been turning into my mom because like she's loved green her entire life, mm -hmm. and like I just barely moved in like to this new place and I've been making everything green and I feel like I'm like channeling my inner like forest kid kind of yeah. like Peter Pan moment you know yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so sage green has just like it's been everything to me right now all right okay that's fair sounds that's fair. good um so as Glory said that's all the questions we have today is there anything that you would like to plug um i guess just like check out my new ep november 11th things that are bad for me um i'm gonna be going on tour with ricky montgomery um in november so definitely check that out and get tickets if you can and um just check me out on social media if you like my music or if you just think i'm a cool guy oh <laughs> yeah yeah all right well thank you for now this has been addison grace and we have been the good noise podcast